Carnaldom's house of cards continues to collapse around their ears, yet they continue to bury their heads in the sand. Just a few points of the maladies of the present societal structure will illustrate the point. Their marriages are riddled with unfaithfulness. Their marriages are collapsing in divorce. Their children are bound up with various addictions and of that which does not profit. Their daughters conduct themselves like harlots. Their sons are womanizers, and their young men and women are increasingly homosexual. Gay unions continue to mock and erode the marriage union created by God, etc., etc. Their expectancies should be more of the same. But there is a real and workable solution, and that solution is a person. This person is the center of that which is visible and invisible, and he is Jesus Christ. Colossians chapter 1, verses 16 through 19. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. Exiting the present spirit of this world system is the only way to escape its terrible results. Jesus calls it born again, being miraculously born a second time, this time of the Spirit of Christ with a new father, a new name, a new purpose, a new promise, and a new eternal destiny. We have all been bound by the death grip of the carnal heritage, but we can all be changed. We all can become new creatures in Christ Jesus, born again. Are you born again? Are you ready to choose life? Today is your day of salvation. Click on the Further with Jesus for easy instructions and instant entry into the glorious kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 19. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. And God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven, and the evening and the morning were the second day. And God said, Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters called he seas, and God saw that it was good. And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass, and the herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after his kind, and God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the third day. And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights the greater light to rule the day, 
and the lesser light to rule the night, he made the stars also. And God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth, and to rule over the day and over the night, and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the fourth day. God said, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. God said, Second Corinthians 4, verse 15, For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. Man said, it's the Copernican principle of mediocrity. God did not make all things in the universe to benefit the earth and man. We are a product of the Big Bang, and the Big Bang is centerless. The earth is not central to the universe. Now the record. God created the earth on day one of the six days of creation. He created it to be inhabited, and man was given dominion over all the earth. There is a term called anthropocentrism which speaks to this truth. The following excerpts are from the God Said, Man Said feature, Anthropic Principle. Does the account that all things are for man's sake hold its ground with modern academia? According to the Bible, God created the earth, the solar system, the universe, and all the earth's creatures to facilitate the needs and pleasures of man. Have you ever heard of the term anthropocentrism? A dictionary, a thematic dictionary, defines anthropocentrism, the belief that human beings are at the center of all meaning and creation, end of quote. Today's physicists are preoccupied with what is commonly known as the anthropic principle. To science, it is the intriguing discovery that all things have been designed with man in mind. In a 1997 issue of Nature magazine, physicists Carr and Reese dealt with this subject in a feature titled, the anthropic principle, and the structure of the physical world. Can it be? Was all of creation designed to facilitate the needs of man, including the universe? Are man and the earth central to the universe, or are we just an accident that happens on occasion? The following excerpt is from a feature on this website titled Ever Learning. In six days God created all that you see. The host of heaven was created on the fourth day for the purpose of serving the earth, The earth is the center of attention. Stephen Hawking, in his book, A Brief History of Time, seems to be tripping over the truth, he reports. Now, at first sight, all of this evidence that the universe looks the same whichever direction we look in might seem to suggest there is something special about our place in the universe. In particular, it might seem that if we observe all other galaxies to be moving away from us, then we must be at the center of the universe. There is, however, an alternative explanation. The universe might look the same in every direction as seen from any other galaxy, too. This, as we have seen, was Friedman's second assumption. We believe it only on grounds of modesty. It would be most remarkable if the universe looked the same in every direction around us, but not around other points in the universe, end of quote. The observable evidence shows the Earth as the center of the universe. The earth, the sun, and the moon are all traveling in their circuit. The earth is the focus and purpose of the universe we see. Concerning the earth and its centricity to the universe, the following excerpts are from the God Said, Man Said feature ever learning. God said, Genesis chapter 1, verse 3, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. 
During the creation week, this act took place on the very first day, yet the sun, moon, and stars were not created until the fourth day. So God said, light before the sun. In Science Digest, the following paragraph was found. A.G.W. Cameron, a Goddard Institute lecturer and professor of Yeshuvia University of New York, suggests that the creation of the solar system might have occurred in a matter of a few thousand years. Indeed, he he suggests it might have taken place so rapidly that the Earth and some of the planets could have formed shortly before the sun did, which, in view of traditional thought, is a revolutionary proposal. Victor Weisskopf, professor emeritus and former head physicist, MIT, had this to say in an article titled, The Origin of the Universe. Indeed, the Judeo-Christian tradition describes the beginning of the world in a way that is surprisingly similar to the scientific model. Previously, it seemed scientifically unsound to have light created before the sun. The present scientific view does indeed assume the early universe to be filled with various kinds of radiation long before the sun was created, end of quote. The Copernican doctrine of mediocrity, a foundational doctrine of evolutionary cosmology, continues to be under attack. The following passages are from the March 13, 2008 issue of Nature under the heading, Patchy Solutions. The Fundamental Dynamics of the Universe are embodied in Albert Einstein's general relativistic field equation, which describe how gravity arises through the distortion of space-time by mass and energy. The simplest class of solution to those equations, that on which the concordance model is based, assumes that matter is distributed both homogeneously, everything is similar in all regions of space, and isotropically, everything looks the same in all directions. That assumption is consistent with observations, but it is not a direct consequence of them. It is the favored solution both because it is the simplest and because it rests on a cherished cosmological assumption. This is the Copernican principle, that the characteristics of the universe in our neighborhood are not special in any way, but are typical of the whole. A cherished assumption this might be, but it is also fundamentally untested. End of quote. Again from Nature. An alternative to locally inhomogeneous models that might provide an explanation of the acceleration observations is large-scale inhomogeneity, a breakdown of the Copernican assumption on the Hubble scale, the scale of the visible universe. The observed acceleration in data from NASA's WAMP satellite, which is probing anisotropy in cosmic microwave background, the radiation left over from the Big Bang, can be explained by assuming that we are near the center of a Hubble-scale inhomogeneity or anomalously low density in a universe that is spherically symmetrical. End of quote. In regard to the Copernican principle of mediocrity, David Kopage in the July 2008 issue of Acts and Facts weighed in with the following. It should be remembered that most leading cosmological models recklessly employ dark matter and dark energy, neither which have been observed directly, and neither of which is understood at all. The use of fudge factors takes all precision out of science. Recently, inflation theory has come under fire, and Space.com dropped the bombshell that the universe is twice as bright as it appears. What other sources of error are yet unknown? 
Finally, in one of the most astonishing cases of questioning a foundational assumption, an astronomer seriously considered tossing overboard the Copernican principle, the principle of mediocrity that has dominated astronomy for over a century. It is a cherished assumption, he said, but fundamentally untested. Writing for Nature last March, he said the advantage is that it gets rid of the need for dark energy, a conundrum that, for him, is telling us there is something fundamentally wrong with our assumptions. End of quote. Is the earth the central focus of the universe, even as God declares in Genesis chapter 1? Is it possible that the ridiculed record of earth's creation found in the Holy Bible, written thousands of years ago, is in fact completely accurate? and not just a bunch of hand-me-down fairy tales? The answers, of course, are yes and yes. This is just another proof that God's words are literally true and righteous altogether. Build your life upon the rock. God said, Genesis chapter 1, verses 14 through 19, And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth, And it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. And God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the fourth day. God said, Genesis 1, 26. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. God said, 2 Corinthians 4.15, For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. Man said, It's the Copernican principle of mediocrity. God did not make all things in the universe to benefit the earth and man. We are a product of the Big Bang, and the Big Bang is centerless. The earth is not central to the universe. Now you have the record.